Saturday morning. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. This is Citizen Watch, December 4th, 2021. Come on. That's you, Merced. Livingston. El Nido. Los Manos. And all of the little communities up and down the 99. And on the west side, the I-5. We can't forget Santanella. Our friends over there bringing in the uh, transient occupancy tax. That's right. Hey, here we are Saturday morning. Got to get ready to go out. Okay, we'll do that, I guess. <sighs> Dave Luna has a staff. He has a complete Staff, personnel on the payroll every day. Myself, I have to do everything myself. But that's okay, I do it for you. Love the fellowship we have together. The little bit of time we have together. As we say, today is December 4th, Saturday, the 8 a.m. hour. 6 a.m., we played a repeat of, uh, well, 6 a.m. last week. I'll tell you, there's a lot going on. Last night, great, great time at the Atwater Christmas Parade, downtown Old Town Atwater. Just absolutely a wonderful event. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But we have we have a special guest that we're going to call. Matter of fact, let me let me get the super. And again, I have to do everything myself. Let me move the phone over here, the line. Oh, we got a dial tone. Now, I can't put that up because we don't want to give away the the super secret. Oh, gave away one number. The super secret number there. And then uh-oh, that was another one. Uh-oh. Yeah, let's see if that worked. Let's see if that worked. It's early, early in the morning. I don't know. This person is very, very, very busy. They are extremely important in our community, doing a lot of things. And again, as you know, we try to get guests on the show as best we can. But it's early in the morning. Let's see. Did it quit ringing? Hello? 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 Uh-oh. May have may have known who it was. <laughs> Let's try that again. Okay, super secret number. Uh You know, actually I think I I think I dialed the wrong number. Ah, <laughs> uh, this time it's gonna work for sure, Rocky. Let's see, good thing we didn't record that. Let's see if this is the number. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know, folks, this is not going well. This is live radio. Well, we would say live radio, but it's not really live radio. Okay, let's try this. Boom, boom, boom. You know, Roger dials his own numbers now during during community conversations. Okay, I know that time it worked. See, it's hard to concentrate on two things. There's a lot of buttons here. There's a lot of things going on. It's very, very, very difficult. But we'll see if we got the right number this time. Again, this person is very, very busy. A uh, pillar of the community. Hey, hey, I hear that voice. Folks, we were successful. We connected. Are you awake? What time is it? <laughs> I know it is early. <laughs> did uh, did you remember to set your alarm for the big interview? We're, we're here on the I air. Huh? Oh, it is seven. Yes. Oh, right. Were you dozing? I was in and out. You were in and out. Well, hey, I just wanted to let you know you're here with our listeners Saturday morning. I know you had a big night last night. It was so exciting to be in downtown Atwater. I got there a little late. I was uh, maybe 10 minutes after 7. 
and the festivities had started, it was packed both sides of the street on Broadway, all the way down to the Bloss House, around the corner, down, uh, what's that, Bellevue. Just absolutely unbelievable the amount of people in Atwater last night. And our guest this morning was there, uh, one of the honorees up on one of the, it looked like a hostage rescue vehicle. You were up so high on that thing. Uh, Darren McDaniel, District 3, Merced County Supervisor. Thanks for coming on, Darren. You got it. It was fantastic last night. We knew that the 4th of July parade in that water that is so huge and such a tradition was down a little bit this year, but they made up for it for the Christmas parade last night. It was unbelievable. Actually, you go to my social media and I shared some pictures and some videos on that. Well, I, I tell you, I was really moved. I made a point to get down there. You know, this time of year is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a big deal for a lot of people, the holiday season and stuff, and you hear a lot about uh, folks having a tough time this time of year. I lost my mother this time of year almost 20 years ago, and I always think about her, and uh, I find Christmas, you know, without her uh, difficult. But I was determined after the COVID and being, you know, cooped up and not really having any events to go to for the last year. As you know, the fairgrounds, all of the usual things that you go to, make a wish, some of those things have been curtailed at, at best. And so it was really uh, kind of important to me to get out, you know, kind of force yourself to to go out, and I, I sure wasn't disappointed. It was amazing how many people were there. Would you? How many people would you guess were down there last night? You know, I am in the event business, and I can't even begin to tell you how many people were there. Because, well, being on the fire truck, you had the lights in your eyes, and you really couldn't see that much. But it was lined all the way from the start till the Bloss House. I mean, usually it fades out about a block before you get to the Bloss House. But there was people all the way at the Bloss House. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was. It was really a good time, and I know that you were on one of the. Uh, the I think it was a, a fire truck or some sort of hazard. hazmat. I was on the hazmat truck. The hazmat, yeah, and only appropriate, right? That our supervisor exactly. be uh, on the hazardous material vehicle. But uh, <laughs> it was. It, you were way up there in the air. I thought you could almost change some of those uh, those new lights they put over. Broadway, which just absolutely looked beautiful. I thought it was... I actually could have. I touched one of the streams just because the kids were going, can you touch the light? So I did it for them. I touched them. You know, and you, you bring that up, the the children and the kids, and I was uh, over there by the judge's booth, and I don't know if that was midway or not. Like you say, there were so many people. It was just a sea, a sea of people. And yes. uh, the bands, uh, we had the Atwater High School Band, I believe. We had the Merced Marching 100, which came from Merced, that was absolutely unbelievable, all 100, and it was just such a, a pleasure to see, and the children really loved seeing the folks go by. Of course, Santa came by. and I had the distinct honor of being on the fire truck right before Santa Claus. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I know that was a, a big deal, the sirens, it was, uh, it, and the children, there was, I'm not really up, it's been a few years since I raised kids, and uh, there was a couple of folks in these uh, costumes, these characters, Disney characters, I'm assuming. And one was uh, kind of an animated snowman person, it looked like. And this little girl was calling out, trying to get the attention of the the character. And, and it, it, the character turned around and acknowledged the little girl. And, oh, she was so excited. And she looked back at her mom. And it was just, you know, it's that kind of thing. That's that, what it's all about. Well, it really is. And you can't get that. And I'm not, you know, again, complaining. But... Uh, I'm tired of the uh, the reverse, the the virtual, the zoom, 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 and I know over there the supervisors really 
throughout this, you guys have held these in-person meetings, which I really appreciate. But there's nothing like a, an in-person parade, is there? No, that's exactly right. And you can't try to mimic it in any other way. There's nothing like a parade. I mean, we say it all the time, you know, in a lot of our comments, but it's all about the parade. It's all about gathering. It's all about everybody getting together. And I don't know if they were social distancing or not. I can't I can't tell you one way or another, but I can tell you what, everybody was extremely happy. Well, I can tell you you were probably the furthest away from the crowd being way up on top of that <laughs> hazmat vehicle. They have kind of a turret up there or something he was poking his head through, but uh it, I it, down on the street. I had Dave Sherrick up there. He's our uh, he oversees all our emergency services for the county, so he was popping up there with me every now and then. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and you know, as far as the social distancing, uh, tongue in cheek, uh, there wasn't a lot of that, even a lot of mask wearing. And again, I think the responsibility is on the individual. And if there's nothing else we've learned in this last two years, is to uh, kind of trust people and and not take away those uh, those decisions that they make and. We see that in the schools and stuff. I know you struggled with that at the Board of Supervisors trying to implement these things, distribute the money. But again, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on this morning after such a exciting night. After I, I know you're, you know, we just saw you at one point in the parade. You had to make it all the way down the route, and then I'm sure you were bombarded after you got off the uh, the vehicle. But I went over to the ice skating rink, which is another oh, just yeah. a gem over there in Atwater. I cannot believe how that city has transformed in the last year and a half. Yeah, beautiful. It was definitely Norman Norman Rockwell-ish. <laughs> that is very When you're true. over there, and don't forget, you know, we, we were at the uh, Bloss House last night as well. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was Old Town Atwater has definitely replicated Old Town America. Yeah, it's uh, truly a hallmark moment. Almost a, a greeting card. All that was missing is the snow. And if you wanted that, I'll tell you, that skating rink, I hung out there for a half hour and I was, it was chilly, you know, the uh, air coming off the ice, but the people out there having a good time. You had all the skill levels. They were all getting along. People were falling down, laughing, having a good time. And a uh, couple of food trucks out there understand they're, you know, they're going to have that going on until uh, February, or excuse me, January. And I might mention that uh, one of the uh, big, Big, big uh, guys over there, uh, literally, uh, in getting that on, Brad Kessler, <laughs> as well as as well as well Tim Rosari. Rosari, uh, you know, they call it a, the Rosari ice ring for a reason because they've uh, contributed so much. Tim Rosari, uh, pillar of the community, giving a lot back to the community. But Brad Kessler, a new baby, uh, had a new a new child. and we. Oh, uh, my goodness. Yeah, as if he didn't have enough to worry about. And uh, to take care of, you know, make sure there's no leaks. And, uh, you know, new kids, they leak a lot. But uh, such a such a joy and a, a thing. And, again, really just... Well, Brad Reed, who's helped him out tremendously, who is one of the concept designers. Hopefully, Brad, or, uh, um, hopefully Mr. Reed has stepped up and, help, and helped out. Oh, I'm sure. He's been know. there every day as well. Yeah, luckily with newborns, they kind of sleep a lot. Now, you, you, uh, you and Buffy, your lovely wife, Buffy... Uh, you guys are empty, empty nesters now, aren't you? We are. Wow. Now, where are your children? You have three children, right? I always get that wrong. I try to remember people, how many kids they have. I do. Uh, Corbett and Connor have moved back from Los Angeles. COVID convinced them that they really did want to social distance. 
get away from all those people. <laughs> yeah, but that's... no, LA County was a whole nother level of COVID restrictions. Wow. And um, I'm glad they came back. They're living here in Merced County again. It's more than five hours. You'll have to pinch them on the cheek, and they're here. Yeah. And of course, our adopted son Gary is living here in Merced County, and he's teaching with uh, he's teaching over at Turlock High School District. Mm-hmm. English, and um, yeah, he's got three babies now. Wow! So you he have... and Amber are doing such a good job of being parents. Uh, they live here in Atwater, and he does that little Stanislaus County commute the way I did for so many years. Yeah, and uh, very proud of all of them. Well, that's uh, so. That's that's the three grandbabies, right? Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> Well, I bet that's a lot of fun. So maybe empty, empty nesters, but still a lot of activity over there in the McDaniel household, I'm sure. How's Buffy doing? She is doing fantastic. Busy um, as ever, as she is. And uh, she's doing quite well. And um, I was at the California State Association conference last week, and I come home, and the house was decorated for Christmas. Wow, how nice. Well, you're a lucky man, I know. Probably, probably breakfast is being prepared as we speak. I don't want to get in the way of that, but we have with well, us. Well, let's don't get too far ahead of it there. <laughs> I know. I've just, <laughs> you probably heard me making my coffee. Yeah, I've teased a little bit. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Hey, we're here, and the, the first segment goes quick. We kind of called you after we had started because, you know, we didn't we didn't want to wake you up too early, but it's 8 a.m., <laughs> the 8 a.m. hour. i got to get, boy, I tell you, Dave Luna, he has his staff here. There we go. I think that, yeah, there's our music. We have with us Darren McDaniel, who was in the parade last night in Atwater, the virtual, not virtual, the live. It was live. It was real. People were in front of you. You uh, watched people go by. You saw the looks on folks' faces, the smiles, the laughter. It was just a great time of fellowship. And, you know, it only lasted about an hour. I looked at my watch, 810. I know it lasted longer because folks, you know, in the crowd, but just an absolutely wonderful time. We'll be back. Second segment. Citizen Watch, 8 a.m. Stick with us through the break. Did you hear Buffy in the background going, who are you talking to? Are you talking to me? <laughs> well, the first time, did I misdial the first time? Did you hang up? No. Oh, I missed I, I misdialed the wrong. <laughs> okay, here we oh. go. Here we go. Back bumpers got a dent from her back and then to a mailbox first time she drove it. Couldn't even be mad with her looking like that. Told her hell, you can hardly even notice. Hey, here we are. You can hardly notice that it's uh, 8 o'clock. It's early. We're talking to our guest, Supervisor Darren McDaniel, chairman of the board. That's right. From the Merced County Board of Supervisors. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley in Merced's News Talk Station 107.3 FM 1480 AM KYOS. Trying to come to you every Saturday morning with some new content. High off of the Atwater Christmas Parade last night. Let me tell you, it was a lot of fun. It really rejuvenated me being around all those folks and going over to the Skate Center. 
I'm remiss. I have to say I'm remiss that we're not doing that here in Merced tonight. We're doing a reverse parade. We did the same thing for Veterans Day, and uh, there was a lot of pushback from a lot of folks I heard that they were not happy with that. They felt that our veterans who wore the cloth, who sacrificed a lot, some of their lives, the ultimate sacrifice, that we couldn't at least have something in person. You know, the flyover, the the uh, bagpipes, all those things. But again, I, I don't, you know, Supervisor, I have to ask you, this COVID, now we've got the new variant, the Omniron. What, 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 what do you see on the horizon? Again, you guys have kind of been leaders over there with having the in-person meetings, even though they've been a hybrid format. At least you've showed up to the chambers not doing it from home, I believe. I think I'm correct in saying that, aren't I? 100%. Yeah, we never did. Uh, so what do you see on the now? Every now and then, maybe one of the members had a uh, some contact or something or, you know, were involved well, somewhere yeah. to where they had to stay home and do it from uh, from Zoom. Right. But our chambers were open throughout the whole time. Well, I, I never I, missed a meeting. Right. I read one. Well, I... I uh, that's how I remember it, and I know that uh, I believe Supervisor Espinoza caught a caught a little bit of that, and uh, of course we know former former uh, board member Jerry O'Banion unfortunately uh, had had succumbed from uh, from complications of of that, and and it was very yeah. very unfortunate. Of course, Jerry, a pillar in the community, I noticed that you made mention and of a him. mentor to uh, a few of us there still on the board. Uh, yes, was a huge loss for all of us. It's still. Um, I posted a memory on my uh, Facebook that I had of him going into this month, uh, three years ago, going into his final meeting. Uh, and by the way, I'm only the chair. I oh. only have the gavel for two oh. more meetings. I'm sorry. Well, And I... I'll be handling that gavel over, but it's been quite a year. Yes. Well, you've done a good job. And again, your uh, longest tenure there on the board. I think you're into your third term now. Is that correct? No, I'm in, uh, towards the end of my second term. We're approaching my third term, oh. uh, which the first election will be June next year. Oh, it is coming up. I, I wasn't sure if uh, you were up in the uh, the next cycle or not. Yes. Well, let's go back to COVID a little bit because, you know, you're you're charged. I think the latest thing is this ARPA money, the American Recovery money. And uh, a lot of you guys got $54 million. I think the city of Merced got $27 million. You've had a lot of folks coming in there, but... Now we're heading right. into the new variant. What do you what do you see on the horizon? Where should we go from here? What, what's your opinion? I think it's time that um, I mean we, we we talk to public about COVID. Everybody knows how to do it. Everybody knows how to. I mean, I was at CSAC last week, and out of the convenience of being around fifty eight counties, all in one area, having meetings. I'm the co chair of Ag and. Uh, resources committee. We had a big, big talk there that we were really involved in that lasted about three days, which we talked about water, forest fires, forest management, agriculture. And um, I catch it three times out of the respect of everybody, just because I didn't want to go into these big meetings where, and you know, I can talk a little bit and I like to talk to everybody. Mm -hmm. And just out of the respect, I tested. No, I didn't have it. I wasn't spread anything, so I had the confidence to be in there. Right. So what I'm saying is, we've educated. This is what I said from the very beginning. Educate the, cub, the public on precautions. And let us enter into it with our own choices. And um, let us make the choice to be responsible, because guess what? We do. Everybody's pretty smart. But sometimes government does want to give people that acknowledgement that they are smart. 
and it's frustrating. Yeah, it it really is. And how do you feel about some of the expenditures of the uh, ARPA funds that you got? Have you made the final determination yet, or are you done with your hearings? No, it's ongoing for years. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not one exact, boom, and this is how we're going to spend them. And our board has made the decision, and I'm quite proud of them, because I was a big advocate for it. Our investment isn't just to help somebody for the next three months, Mm -hmm. next six months. Mm -hmm. Our investment is going to help people for generations. Mm -hmm. Let's remember that. This isn't just to help this nonprofit who does good work, but we're not here to supplement that executive director's. And like you say, Um, something that... Their money, their, their salary. That, that's true, and, and and we've gotten pushback from some of these groups before in the uh, previous disbursement of funds about just that same thing, you know, too much overhead at the top, that sort of thing, until you gore right. until you gore their ox, and then they don't want to talk about it. But right. but but you mentioned what I thought was important that people should, you know, we hear the word infrastructure. You and you have a a brick and mortar approach, if you will. You've used that term in the past with the discretionary funds, and I it it seems that you're kind of it's looking. You're, right and sticks and bricks. Excuse me. And you're and you're kind of looking at this money, this ARPA money, to be used in the same way. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah, and with our parks, with walking paths, with uh, with new structures, so people could take their families out. What we've learned, or maybe one of the things about this um, COVID, it's made people go back outside. It's made people enjoy their county outdoors it's made people go into the parks it's created an outdoor gathering where people are actually going out and exercising and doing things so this has been stuff that our community has been asked for ever since i've been in office so district three is the only district that does not have a county park and so that's how we uh, came up with the Beachwood Franklin plan. That community has been asking for a park ever since I've been in office. When I was running for office, that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Other people, the other surrounding districts, acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. They need a park. They need a social gathering area. So with that and the park improvements that we're doing everywhere else, along with our community centers, we know how important our community centers, and you know that the VFW here in Merced, well, it's the Atwater uh, veterans buildings here mm-hmm. in Atwater right. is by far my favorite county building of all of them. Everybody <laughs> yes. knows it. I, my first uh, discretionary fund request went towards uh, that building. Yeah, some roofing, I believe. And so we're continuing to build these places for everybody in the community to use and to have fun. As you know, uh, the Atwater Veterans Building. They try to do it every Wednesday night, hamburger night, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is the best deal on a meal. Yeah. I sponsor two of them, usually the one right after the 4th of July and one right after the 1st of the new year. When folks are a little tight from spending money on fireworks and the second one, everybody's spending money on um, on Christmas presents. So yeah. we try to help them out with that meal. Yeah, this year is going to be expe- especially uh, expensive just to eat with the uh, the cost of gas and those kind of things going up. Oh, boy. But, you know, you mentioned, you know, things that last and things for the community and things for everybody. And I think you would agree, and it kind of, it kind of goes to what you're saying, I think, where we need to have these amenities for everybody to attract folks that want to stay in this area, that want to live in this area, invest in this area, 
spend their money in this area because that creates a tax base. And a lot of these things that these folks want for the short term, some of these, you know, rental relief and affordable housing, quote unquote, it's very difficult to get a lot of bang for your buck with 54 million. You need a lot more than that. So using oh, that, yeah. you know, but using that for public improvements or things that everybody can use for a long time may you know, get them what they want through an increased tax base. So you can't have that short-sightedness for right. just the, you know, the immediate gratification of paying a water bill or paying a utility bill. Which or, we already have those programs in place. We there do. There is money for all that that you're saying now. Mm-hmm. And, so and, and a lot we're of... going to double it up. And, and, and even doubling it up, a lot of it hasn't been spent one time. There's, exactly. I understand, still pots of money there that yep. uh, have not been used for rental relief, these sort of things. And I know some personal uh, stories where folks, uh, landlords, were you know, looking to the tenant, hey, please apply. And for whatever reason they wanted, it was a, you know, kind of an onerous process. And, and the bar has been lowered in a lot of cases for folks to... Absolutely. And, and in the same stories, I've heard stories as well, where the landlords walked hand in hand with their tenant mm-hmm. to help them through it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think we've had some good partnerships with CVOC here in the Valley. And again, there were some learning. Absolutely. Some le- amazing work. Yeah, some learning experiences. Again, folks were, you know, hey, they could do it better. But uh, again, this has been a, one, a one-time deal. Now, something that's been in the news and uh, has broke over the weekend, <laughs> and of course, you know about it. You were quoted in this article. We've talked about it, I think, before the last time you were on. And I know that uh, things couldn't have been said because you were in the process of looking for a new top administrator at Merced County. As we all know, James Brown, Jim Brown, has announced his retirement. And it uh, looks like this Tuesday, when the board will have its meeting, there could be a new uh, CEO, Raul Lomeli Mendez, from Stanislaus County. Now, you've had a lot of experience in Stanislaus County. We only have about three minutes left in this segment. What can you tell us about this potential new position? Well, I can tell you we had a lot of really good applicants. We went through an interview process. It was not easy, but um, I think we, we were going to pick the right the right guy. He, he, uh, he's phenomenal. Um, it's no, no secret. I used to work in... Stanislaus County for a former congressman and state senator. Yes. And um, I know I know this gentleman very well, and um, I am looking forward to the direction that Merced County is going to be going with the new leadership, although I can't even tell you how much I hate seeing Jim Brown go. And I think, you know, anytime I've been on the station, I give him so many accolades for all the work that he does and decisions he makes. It gives me the confidence to make the decisions I make on behalf of our community. Well, you're exactly right. 32 years of service to Merced County, Mr. Brown has given. And uh, again, it's not an easy position. Uh, we here have oh. talked talked about some of the uh, you know concerns at the county. And again, he's the he's the CEO, but he takes the direction from the board. And I know you rely on on himself and county staff a lot. And that's why this position. Well, I can tell you what. Yeah. That's one thing when I started working for government. When I first worked for Jeff Denham as a state senator, mm-hmm. and my job was to work with our local governments. Going to those meetings and watching either a city manager or a county CAO or CEO, knowing that they're only a couple of votes from losing their job mm-hmm. every 
meeting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All it takes is a closed session, and sometimes somebody doesn't return. Yeah, look at and Steve. At that point, I was like, "Who would ever want that job?" Because that has got to be uh, Department of Public Works gets all the complaints, but that's the guys that can lose the job at the, you know, at any given meeting. Right. Well, it's it's our structure, and uh, the higher you go, the more responsibility. And uh, just ask Steve Kerrigan uh, how that goes. Like you say, a couple of votes, and and you're on your. Well, not just Steve. I've I've witnessed it a lot of times. No, so. I know. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's happened. Now, Mr. Mendez is going to start January 10th. Uh, Mr. Brown's going to exit February 27th. So that's kind of right. a nice month a uh, month of transition there to uh, pass the baton, if you will, and. There's no way that short of time we can get 32 years of knowledge that Jim Brown has into Mr. Mendez's mind. No, but, I, oh, I understand. No, it's, uh, but it, we thought that would be a passing of the torch that would be very beneficial for the whole community. Well, and you know, the reality of it is he's, uh, you know, it's not like this cat's coming from Illinois or something. He's just up the road. And oh, yeah. so he has a kind of a, a you know, a, a knowledge of the valley here and, of course, Merced and I tell you, Stanislaus County, a lot of exciting things going on up there. I don't have to tell you. So, well, you can uh, just look at Stanislaus County and Merced County. Mm-hmm. Take it times two, and we're replicable in all our numbers and everything. It, 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 it's very exciting. We're going to... Yes. Oh, you have time for one more segment? I know it's early. Is breakfast ready yet? Sure. You got me going now. Captain's right. kicking in. I'm feeling okay. good. All right. We'll be right back. Citizen Watch, third and final segment after this break. Hang with us. Leather seats, a sunroof, it's sitting on 33s, it runs smooth, it'll get you from A to B, but not for me. Cause every time I turn that key, I see her shotgun riding down a two-lane road, just driving around with no place to go. Singing along where the green grass grows, hands out the window Ain't her fault. Yeah, we all have haters, but uh, you know what? We all have more in common than divides us. And with us, we have Darren McDaniel, Supervisor District 3, Merced County Board of Supervisors. It's Saturday morning. He's been kind enough to, well, he's nice enough to answer the phone, actually. Uh, We were (laughs) sitting here just doing the show, and I thought, you know what? I uh, asked him if I could call him this morning. He said yes, and we took a chance. I didn't want to interrupt the breakfast, his lovely wife, Buffy. Of course, now that they're empty nesters, I bet Darren's in there whipping up the French toast every once in a while. You know, I would probably be going out to eat a lot, I imagine. you guys. Do you guys go out a lot, or do you stay home? Or We do, because you've got that where you're, you have to start cooking food for only two people. Oh, tell me about. It. Hey, try it for one and two and two German shepherds. It's uh, oh, it's, it's uh, hard. It is, you know, and uh, doing it. It's, I, I find it easier to go out. I found some really great places here in Merced, and of course Atwater. Uh, you you live over there, represent the area. A lot going on over there. We talked about the oh, Christmas yeah. parade. Just so much fun, so much fun. I tell you, to see people get together this time of year, the fellowship. You know, I, I needed a little boost. Uh, lost my mother uh, 20 years ago now, and it. Uh, I guess wow. it's been. I guess it's been over 20 years. You know, and you just. And it was this time of year. You know, so you think about those things, and uh, you know, remember how it used to be. And you know, we're all little kids at heart. You know, when it comes to our moms, and uh, oh, it, it, it's yeah. uh, one of those deals where I. I told myself last night I was talking to the boss. I go, you know, I am going to go to that Christmas parade, and let me tell you, the traffic. I was. I came up Santa Fe, kind of snuck in the back way, and. 
I don't know. I, I think I parked in somebody's front yard. You know, I was, still had to walk three or four blocks. And when you got there, it was uh, the lights over the street. It just gave this ambiance, and it was, it was just absolutely beautiful. It was, uh, it was, it was very emotional. And I, I really, uh, it was good to see Darren there, and uh, knowing that he was going to uh, hopefully be on this morning. And uh, you know, we talked a little bit about that in the first segment, and it was, it was, just, it was magical. I don't know how else to it say was. it, folks. It was absolutely magical. Hey, but let's get like you said too. You mm-hmm. know, I, I lost my mom uh, this past June 9th. Yeah. Um, Buffy lost her father um, 40 days later. Mm-hmm. We have two empty seats now. It was surreal during Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure. And um, like you said, though, every song, every little motion, every little movement, when it comes to Christmas time, uh, you remember. Yeah. Yeah, you you're, really you're very. Um, I, I try to use that instead of being sad. Trying to celebrate it, mm-hmm. making no, that, you know, that uh, give her that honor that that memory was created because of something special she did during this holiday. That's right for both for both you and your wife. I know uh, again yeah. those losses are recent, and and uh, you know I I don't mean to be uh, to be a Debbie Downer, but uh, let me tell you, after twenty years, it doesn't even get any easier. And and it's times yeah. like it's times like this, and this is why you have this. Uh, some people have what seasonal depression, whatever they call it. Uh, I don't know, maybe mine's situational. But uh, one to be able to recognize it, and two to be able to push past it is a big deal. And to honor those memories, like you say, because that's what we have. That's what we were made of. We're a product of our environment, and this is such a wonderful environment we live in. Such it's a wonderful who we are. it is, and it's such a wonderful community that we live in. And I know you share that passion. We've seen a lot of changes here in this community. It's very, very uh, difficult sometimes to get used to the the new normal, if you will. And uh, we we don't have all the answers, but we're we're talking to Darren McDaniel. He's been nice enough to come on, and we were talking before the break about the new CEO, Mr. Mendez, coming down from Stan County again. Stan County having so many wonderful things, the city of Turlock, all the things going on up there, their law enforcement, and I know that the CEO. Uh, when he comes down, he's going to have to, you know, meet everybody. And I'm sure you'll be instrumental in taking him around. And I would just like to, you know, put in a shameless plug. Feel free to come on Citizen Watch. You know, we have community conversations, a little more, uh, you know, more informational. And so I would really uh, extend that uh, offer to you with our new CEO because I'd like the community to get to know him and him to get to know the community. Again, I'm sure he has a lot of uh, of knowledge of Merced already. But uh, what kind of things, what do you think some of like, maybe like the top three things uh, this this uh, new CEO is going to have to deal with right off the bat? Oh, wow. Um, there's so many different things. I know. That's, yeah, well, or, or, well <laughs> put me on that, on let, that spot. Let, let, I was wrong. Not top three. Let me just give you a couple of three things that, that, uh, that he might have to deal with uh, going forward. You know, try, again, trying to fill uh, acknowledged big shoes from the previous CEO, Jim Brown. Well, of course, budget is is number one. Um, one thing I can say about Mr. Mendez, and, and uh, he didn't tell us this through the interview process. What I can tell you is that um, I, I spoke. To, I was with Vito Chiesa this past week, and of course, Vito uh, is a, is the chairman of the board, supervisor of Stanislaus County, who is a really good close personal friend of mine for many years, even before he was a supervisor. But uh, he was giving me a hard time about poaching their <laughs> assistant. CEO, um, but he gave me a little nugget of information. He, whenever Mr. Mendez went into um, the city of Houston and was their city manager, 
it was disheveled. I don't know. This was years ago, and do you remember the city of Houston was in the news a lot? Yes. You know, cities kind of go through those cycles. That's what we are experiencing here in Merced County right now. Mm-hmm. But he had that city, when he left, he gave me a little negative information that he had reserves for that city of Houston, was in financial devastation at that time. They can operate now for a year and a half if they don't collect another tax in their reserves. Well, that's leadership. That's amazing. No, it I is. Mean, that's having a really good council. I know their mayor. I know their council very well. And um, and the mayor now was a city, sitting city councilman during that time, and uh, he's done a fantastic job as well. But you got to have the guy in the executive spot to be able to direct you to make calls like that. Well, and Jim, that's amazing. Well, Jim Jim Brown had that vision, and we saw that through the difficult times, and you know, guiding the board, being very honest with revenue projections, forecasts, exactly. not sugarcoating it. And uh, you guys sucking it up and uh, allotting the money that you did have where it needed to go. And I, I think we uh, weathered the storm pretty well. And I think that's the leadership that we've chosen with Mr. Mendez, and I think that's the direction we want to go. The board likes to get out in front. Mm-hmm. The board likes to go out and try to see what kind of risk we can do to improve our community. But we always had Jim Brown there saying, uh, we might be able to do it. If he said we might, we knew he would make it happen and it wouldn't hurt the budget. Mm-hmm. But if he said, no, we can't do it, we had the confidence of knowing that Jim Brown was right and we can't do it. Right. <laughs> so we could back off. No, he really, he, again. And uh, I think that's where we're going with Mr. Mendez as well. He's going to be that same type of leadership. He won't get out in front of the board, and uh, but he will know when to tell us to back off or when we can and can't do it. And as an elected official, you've got to have that confidence in your staff. And money is so important, especially with the ARPA, um, these infrastructure, build back better, all mm-hmm. this stuff that's coming in. Right. Um, I don't agree probably with most of it, I'll be honest. But my job as a local elected leader is to bring your tax dollars, because these are your taxes, well, probably your kids' taxes, your grandkids' taxes, but we have to spend those in our community, the most responsible way. And I want to get more here than Stanislaus got. I want to get more here than Fresno gets. Right. I want you guys to get the best share of the taxes you're paying into my community. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in all these overspending, but it's my job to make sure I get as much as your tax dollars back here and spent in your community. Well, and that, and that's, that's the uh, sad reality of some of these things. And we've benefited, as you know, quite handsomely through Adam Gray's efforts and your yes. your previous uh, employer, I believe, uh, yes. w- with the uh, tax, a lot of pushback. Hey, this was a sellout, blah, blah, blah. But hey, folks, the reality of it is when you're in prison and you can get an extra slice of bread from the guards, you get it. Okay? You don't sit there and I'm going to go on a hunger strike and I'm going to kill myself. You know, right. screw me, I quit. That's not the way it works in politics. And, and we're right. faced right now, look, we got an infrastructure bill passed, bipartisan. We need to make sure we get as much as we can from that. We need our congressional representative. I've said it many, many times. Of course, the dr- districts are being redrawn now. But whoever it is, we need to get those federal funds here. The state funds, Adam Gray's done very well. 
again with yep. bipartisan support, getting ace trained. Anthony Canella, when he was a senator, did a great job for us as well. Yes, and I want you to talk a little bit. Again, this time goes quick with Supervisor McDaniel's. It all, McDaniel, it always does. I want you to talk a little bit about the newly completed uh, facility out there in your district, I believe. Uh, the uh, vehicle test center. This is different from Waymo and some of these Google things that we've heard. This is much DRC Transportation Research Center out of uh, Ohio State. Much bigger and was uh, constructed with some money that Adam Gray got from the state. Talk a little bit about that. That was impressive. The uh, press release. It is. It, it, it's more than impressive. Uh, actually, Waymo is a customer of TRC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it just brings on a whole other level. And if you see what they've done in Ohio, their their space there, and it's un, I mean, the, what they have there is by comparison is probably ten times bigger than the ones that we have here at Castle. But what happens is, and this is our strategy. This is why we like Waymo there. That's why we like TRC there. It's gonna you're gonna bring in the operators who use it, which they are sold out seven days a week. This place is being used by all kinds of uh, vehicle manufacturers. Mm -hmm. We're trying to encourage the products that go into the vehicles Mm -hmm. to locate here to manufacture. And they usually migrate to where they test out their their stuff, whether it's brakes, tires. Mm -hmm. um, It's all the little nuances, you know, in the cars, whether it's your AC, whether it's your mm-hmm. um, radio, whether it's your sound system, whether it's, you know, all of it, the windows, you know, the little intricate parts in the window. Mm-hmm. These are all being tested out there. There's a two-mile oval track that's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, mean, some, some of the I remember t- when I grew up in Illinois and I used to go to the the horse race, the Hamiltonian, and seeing that big, long track, because that was the biggest thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I saw this two-mile oval, it dwarfed that considerably. Yeah, well, it, uh, maybe we could have race night out there or something, but it's amazing the technology that goes into autonomous vehicles, but also traffic control. Some of the things that we oh, yeah. use every day, pedestrian control and vision, yeah. uh, machine vision with these things, and again, that can all be tested at this new facility, and as the supervisor said, it's right there, and again, why wouldn't you, hey, maybe rent some industrial space down the road and start building your product? So, to, now, can you tell us anything more about Castle? I know we've heard some talk over the months about exciting things coming out there. Anything you can let us know about? Well, the key date was yesterday um, because we had the um, Surplus Land Act component that we had to put out to open up all the lands at Castle that are available because with the Surplus Lands Act, anytime government has land that they're going to have available for lease or sell, has to go through a process for to make sure if there's any land available from government that could be used for affordable housing. Okay. Well, because of our BRAC agreement, because of the contaminants in the soil out of Castle, and it, it's much better now. The plume is so much smaller. Right. But uh, just because of that, people cannot live there for an extended long time time oh. so um that's per our agreement with uh the federal government when we acquired the land right but we still have to go through the same rigorous process and so that closed on december 3rd and i don't really have an update on that but now is when the ball gets rolling now is when we can actually sit down and negotiate with people who have had interest out there good so by law the conversations start 
Monday. Well, that's that's going to be very exciting. You know, we're running out of time. Yeah. Anything you want to let our listeners know before breakfast is served? No, let's look forward to this new year. Um, I tell you what, I want everybody to enjoy their Christmas. Um, we know how to do it responsibly now. Um, hug them. Hug your mom, number one. That's what uh, everybody needs to do. Hug your mom, kiss them on the cheek, and tell them how much you love them because could come a day you can't tell them that. And I think that's really important. Well, I agree with you. Well, I really appreciate you coming on this early, talking to our listeners. You're always a wealth of information. We never have enough time together. I hope you can come on again and bring the new CEO. We'd love to talk to him. I need to bring the old CEO oh. and get him on, right? Oh, hey, you know, I've asked Mr. Brown. The last time I, know I, you have. The last time I saw Mr. Brown was I've over at... I pushed him and he won't go. At Houlihan Park, a beautiful park there in Planada. Uh, again, through efforts that hopefully will be successful in the ranch, uh, the Beechwood area park that you guys are actually going to spend some money on. But uh, that was a, a beautiful park. And I asked Jim, I said, come on on, on in. And uh, he chuckled and uh, still haven't seen him. But if you can bring him in, that would be great. That would be absolutely yes. wonderful. Well, look, Darren, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on again. Our listeners always love listening to this. If they miss it, you can go on 1480kyos.com. It'll be on the podcast banner at show 242 we're going to play it next week at 6 a.m also darren thank you for being on the show thank you casey thank you for what you do for this community this is the way for us to actually communicate and that's the hardest thing is telling the story and letting people know what's going on and we really appreciate you and what you're doing thank you very very nice of you to say supervisor thank you so much merry christmas merry christmas to you too and buffy thank you In her eyes, where she fell right out the sky. Yeah, I think I've seen the light. Every kiss, I could die. It's like the heavens open wide.